Super Friends with Eric Esquivel. All right, welcome back to Super Friends. I am so excited today. I'm joined by Abed Gaith. Hello. Abed, thank you so much for coming down, man. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. I am a huge fan of your work and of your podcast uh, career. Oh, thank you. Grandma's Virginity was my, my jam back Are you in the serious? day. Yeah, yeah, I love oh, I didn't show. know. I didn't know that you were a fan. That's yeah. very flattering. I play it yeah, low-key, yeah. man. I play it low-key. You know, I, I re-listened to those, yeah. and like, uh, I was really embarrassed at the time. Why? Well, uh, for the obvious reasons, <laughs> but I was thinking like that I was really bad, and then I listened to him again, and I felt like I did as good as Jackie. It's like an origin story now for you, because I like that yeah. back in the day, you're like, just yeah. I, I'm just trying to make it and struggling. Now yeah. you, you're you're the Abed now. It's well, no, it's I'm gonna talk you up. It's you make it sound better than it is. <laughs> it's like my life is very dull. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're you're a voice actor, you're an actor, you're a writer. Yes, you're, yes. you have a you have a show with Cali Kazoo that is very cool. Well, no, we we uh the thing is we're on hiatus because mm. the place went they didn't have their permits. Yeah, so yeah. We had the fire to, marshal came. Yeah, in. and I was just next door, kind of talking to them about their space. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to find a new venue. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we did it for like five months. But you're a very creative and, person, and you're yeah. a Superman fan, which is cool. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it's funny because. Most people are Batman fans. Yeah. But I'd have to say Superman stories are better. I respect that so much. Yes, You're on the right, yes. episode, the I right mean, show. I can think of maybe 90 great Superman stories mm -hmm. and maybe like five or six Batman ones. I like. So let's start there, I guess. Why yeah. are you a Superman guy? It's crazy. I, I, I was a kid and the movie was like the best movie ever. The Chris Reeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what it did it. I mm -hmm. think as a little kid. Something about those colors mm. and the fact that nothing can stop him and mm. he's a hero and he's someone to look up to. I, it, it was ingrained in me at a young age. I got into him, I think, before Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really little. I was probably four. I don't know. When that movie came out, like 81? Uh, oh, the Superman movie? Yeah. It was like it was the 70s, like 77. Oh, shit. Right? I wasn't yeah. born. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you saw an 81. Oh, you yeah. know what's funny? I think my first experience was part three. Oh, really? Because that's, that's my favorite one. Mine was two. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. The big that's actually the best one. I like it the most, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. No one agrees with me. Oh, I like it the Everyone's most. Everyone's like, what? Two is so good. Zod is so iconic and, and the contrast of that. Yeah, but yeah. today you chose a comic and not a movie, which I'm very excited about. You... Oh, you can choose a movie. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you can choose any story, but you chose oh, one of oh, the yeah, greatest yeah, yeah. comics well, of that, all time. I had to choose this yeah, yeah. because this is also in the same sort of world where. I discovered Alan Moore, like, I think I must have been, like, 15 or 16 yeah. and read Watchmen. That's and the then, peak age for me, I think. It's, it's when you're like, I'm going to quit comics. They're, oh, my God. Yeah. Here's no, this I guy. was, yeah. I was a, like, a punk rock kid. Mm -hmm. I was, like, too cool for anything. Mm -hmm. No one read comics, so I'm like, yeah, I, I read comics. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I was a, a fucking, like, hipster cool guy. Sure, sure. And Alan Moore was sort of, like, slapping you in the face, like, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> this is, like, more deep and hardcore than you can imagine it's very postmodern. i like yeah. that we, we know him for like watchmen and for swamp things yeah. like spooky like goth kid vertigo stuff right right but this right, is a right. superman story which is yeah. hard to write for a guy that is uh, very like deconstructionist and postmodern. do you, you do you, you think, think do you think it has to do with the fact that alan moore grew up in england and he just idolized american culture and the fact that superman was like the most powerful image that america ever produced in the, as far as like mythology and anything, yeah, yeah, anything sure. in culture it's like he probably saw that and was like so attracted to it. I, I think that really is what it was mm -hmm. and i mean he was into comics yeah, yeah so 
in a way, he's telling a story that that he wanted to see as a kid. Sure, sure. And yeah. I like too that you, you. So you chose for the man who has everything. Yeah. Which is a story where it is about. It's almost meta. Oh, where, oh, oh! Real quick. Yeah. Did I did I choose that? Is that the same as the the one as these these ones? I think your collection you have has both Alan Moore stories. Okay, in it, which so we can awesome. do the whole. The yeah, whole. we can do the whole thing. Okay, okay. I just want to talk about this one first. That's the one that I read this morning. And I'm jazzed well, about it. Well, and there's a cartoon about it. Yeah, and the Black yeah. Mercy shows up in the Supergirl show now as like a three dimensional. Oh, really? Prop I haven't object. watched that show. Yeah, you should watch that episode. Oh, so, that's yeah, so, cool. So yeah. for the man who has everything is about Superman receiving a Christmas gift or yeah. a birthday gift. Birthday right, gift. right. It's a birthday. Um, and it's this flower that. Well, is, actually, isn't it his first day? Yeah, they call it the first day. Krypton first day. First day yeah. day, yeah. Oh no, they call it that in um, on on uh, Krypton. Yeah. So February yeah. 29th is yeah. Superman's birthday. We found out from this issue, which, which is, is close cool. to mine. Mine too. Mine's the tenth. One's yours. Uh, twenty fourth. So we're all Aquari- my brother's Aquarius's. birthday is the tenth. Oh man. Yeah, crazy. Maybe we're long lost relatives. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's about Alan Moore's writing process almost because yeah. Superman gets this flower that uh, infects him with a pollen that makes him flashback. He, he hallucinates his uh, happy ending for a yeah, story. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's breaking down the Superman character and right, seeing how, right. how he works and what he should be and if he had no powers, what kind of man he would be. It's what Alan Moore always does with his creations. It's a meta. Yeah, but also isn't he kind of like an idiot? <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's a little bit. I mean, he's a little bit just like. You almost see him as an everyman. Sure. And that's very powerful of a statement. Yeah. Because in his other life, he's everything. He's nothing to stop him. Yeah. So in this world, he's just a simple dude with a job. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's almost like a good father, but he's pathetic. Yeah, I like Because his dad is sort of like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, dad, oh. He's like embarrassed by his dad. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I like that he's just a dude, like you said. Yeah. Superman would not be a fighter. Right, right, if right. He, no right. Powers. he would be a journalist. He would be a working man. He'd be a citizen. Yeah, He'd yeah, be a good yeah. man, but yeah. he's, there's nothing in his body that makes him want to go be a ninja. He's not right, Batman. Right, right. He's not he, Wonder Woman. It seems like he's just this like sort of Homer Simpson. Yeah, at his yeah, heart, he's like, just an American remember guy. Remember because he's in the car with his son? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that scene is weird. It's just very, like, non-Superman in the story. It's just yeah. like, I-, I love it. It's, like, very crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I thought that that was part of this this other thing in this, in this collection, but... Alan Moore, and it's Dave Gibbons, too, who's yeah, an amazing so, uh, artist. It's the Watchmen team. Yes. Yeah. And so the art is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it, God, man, it's like such a powerful story and so like iconic of like Superman. And like you always think like, well, what does he want? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, he's yeah. given every everything to everyone else. Yeah, the, the titles for the man who has everything. What yeah, you give Superman. Yeah. yeah, and it's such a beautiful story. And then it's also like Kry- Krypton is like crumbling, mm-hmm. like crime is taking over. Yeah. It's yeah. it's very very cool and creepy. It's too. very generational too, because in this story, Jor El survived because yeah. the planet didn't explode, uh, and, he, and, was and like, he got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's one of these like dooms- doomsayers, like naysayer guys. Yeah, and so see. everyone thinks he's a crackpot. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So whenever he has a, any idea, they're like, yeah. "Oh, you're wrong about this too, idiot." So his yeah, life's sort yeah. of ruined. It's and awesome. he forms a doomsday cult. Right. And it's it's insane. And you watch, uh, at one point, Clark says, like, oh, my God, you wish the planet ended. Yeah. You, you would yeah. have rather that you were correct. Right, right. Uh, than right. the planet lived on. And that's how he sees, like, that generation of Kryptonians and well, also this generation uh, of Americans, too. Well, isn't it amazing that something so horrible mm. could create something so great? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of the message there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he loses everything, but then he becomes Superman. Yeah, yeah. You know, by going to earth so it's like it, it's a destiny thing it's like you have to lose everything to, to become something i don't know yeah yeah no i don't know great. if that's too deep but it's like that's no. what i see when yeah. i when i read that mm-hmm. is like alan moore is more visiting the concept mm-hmm. of what superman is it's about mortality too right because 
we're all going to die someday except yeah. for Superman. Right. And, and it's about the generation just holding on too tight and trying yeah. to control uh-huh. it, rather than like progressing into the future, which is what Superman represents. It's yeah. the son of Jor-El. He's, he's the promise and, yeah. and the hope of the future. Right. And his dad right. wants to just, he, he's not ready to be done being a hero. Yeah. So he clings on and becomes a villain. And that's right. a very like Campbell mythic. Right, right, right. No, it's so Campbell, man. It's, it's, ah. Oh. And it's the thing about Alan Moore is um, he's, he's got, He's got it all. I mean, his writing is so personal. Mm-hmm. There's such great moments with people. Sure. And there's such a powerful like appreciation for the character and for the world mm-hmm. that it's it's unbelievable. And it, the thing is, I've read this thing so many times. Yeah, yeah. Like, I read it when I was young, and I read it now. And I read it, I think, five years ago. Yeah. And every time, it's like something more comes out to me. How has it affected your own writing, do you think, being in the oh, comics and God. being in Alan Moore when you were 15? Oh, God, man. I mean, you're you're digging deep into the core of what my being is. Well, I looked you up today doing yeah. my homework on you and on your <laughs> on your Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're wearing a Superman shirt. Really? Which was very funny to me. It was on oh, the, that's, the, that's the Channel from Classroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, uh, that was a like Superman my fan. little, like, just telling everyone I love comics. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, because when I met Rob, too, and, and he was a comic book guy, he didn't seem as into comics as I was. Rob Schraub? Yeah, yeah. Like, he wasn't in, he didn't, he's like, I don't like superheroes and comics. <laughs> the creator and, of Scuds. So. Yeah, he didn't really, like, because I go, hey, man, have you read this? Have you read that? And he's like, no. He looked at me like I was crazy. Funny. And I was like, I just thought he would be a comic nerd like me. I yeah, mean, he yeah. likes a lot of stuff, but I was like... Comics to me, the thing about it is I, I just remember being young and reading good comics and it was almost a way that I thought like I want to be a writer because mm-hmm. like with comics, there's just these worlds you can visit mm-hmm. and everything is fun and there's not like no matter what your day's like, I always had a good comic to read. Sure. So it changed my life in a way where I was and, and, and I appreciated like Warren Ellis and uh, yeah. Grant Morrison yeah, yeah. and Kurt Busiek, like mm-hmm. all these people, Mark Way. We were talking after study earlier. Yeah. Yeah, all mm-hmm. these all these writers I think they helped develop my storytelling, just wanting to tell stories and like also like getting exposed to really good writing, you know, and that's the thing about comics. Like I gravitated towards uh, writing (laughs) like first was art. Then I went into writing and then it became like, well, the artist needs or the writer needs a good artist. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Because then I noticed that when Jane, when Tony Harris left uh, Starman, Mm -hmm. that it didn't have the same panache, you know? Sure. James Robinson and Tony Harris were like a fucking perfect yeah. block of wood. It's like a band kind of, right? Like yeah. Like Mars isn't playing guitar for Morrissey. That's not- exactly <laughs> what it's like. It's this it's, perfect combination. Dude, th- that combination with those two was mm. like electric. See, that was coming out too, and I was like- my God, this is the greatest comic I've ever read, and, and I felt so good about it. I love it. English dudes. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, all, <laughs> all the English writers, and I was saying earlier, like, I think that they just love comics mm. more than we do. They appreciate our culture. They see it from, from like, a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what makes that, I mean, I keep it getting away from your question, though. No, this is great. This is oh, yeah. all on topic. It's all okay, Superman cool, and, and cool. how it affects you. And, and- but it's like, comics, I mean- since I was, yeah, like maybe 14, 15, yeah. comics have never left my side. Like I, I'll i leave and not collect stuff for a while, but then I'll come back and I'll see like Busick's got something. Yeah, yeah. Morrison's and still going. And you read stuff you enjoy, too, yeah, you said. Yeah, exactly. Or, or I go to these dollar bins and sometimes I'll Hell find yeah. old stuff that yeah, I used yeah. to collect. There's a sale here today where they're 50 cent back issues and I went ape shit earlier. Oh, so, really? Yeah. 50 cents? <laughs> Don't tell me that, man. Because like, cities back there. I know because uh, I did that and, and I think I grabbed the issues for this mm-hmm. uh, at the at this dollar bin I go to at House of Secrets. Oh, cool. Shout out. Yeah, 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 they're great. Yeah, I love that place. Um, and so uh, I love- Meltdown Comics, our sponsor. Oh, that's right. <laughs> 
yeah. so it smells. It's because I live next to <laughs> yeah, yeah, House gotcha. of Secrets. Gotcha. But uh, I, I, I would uh, otherwise I'd be here. Yeah, yeah, of, of course, course, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every time I come here, I always buy shit, which is excellent. It's annoying. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's like, man, that writing that changed my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be without it. I think it's a huge part of me because of the escapism and, yeah. and the heroic. Yeah, and and also. I mean, also, like, when I first met Justin, like... Justin Roiland, the, yeah, one of the creators of Rick and Morty. Yeah, he was, uh, he liked comics, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I think he only read, like, Tales from the Crypt and shit. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, they're very cool, but I, I was like, dude, you gotta read Preacher, you gotta read Planetary, and I showed him all this stuff, Sandman. Yeah, yeah. And then he, like, went ape shit. Yeah, the big and, bombastic Yeah, stuff. And, and he just, like, he still recommends Preacher to So people. you and Justin formed like a, a an improv group early on right we uh you had, like, no, a crew we did um we met in our hometowns and we made commercials for a local record and where was store. that where was that modesto okay well he was in manteca okay but we would go to this local record store and make commercials for that's him. so cool and they would be with puppets and shit and, like, <laughs> are those available anywhere i want to see that uh, i think they're on youtube oh man it's called replay records okay so if you look it up and it was like me justin and my friend savan okay and this, these other guys and we would mess around and it was so dumb because we dumb we did dumb skits. Yeah, and then that place paid us money. <laughs> that's that's so funny because that's like kind of what your careers are now, right? Right, right. Like, right. Oh away. no, like, we're, we're still doing the same dumb shit. That's how I pay rent now. Like the, literally the same kind of jokes I pitched then, I pitch now. That's great. And that's he still great. he still falls for him. That's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because when I first met him, I just I just made him laugh because I mean I'm like lame and dumb and he <laughs> laughs funny, at me funny. oh thank you but he thinks i'm funny so we always got along in that sense i don't know if it was apocryphal but i heard that part of the writing process for for one of the rick and morty episodes where they were flipping through the channels and it was oh like yeah random. yeah yeah you, you just sort of shouted out things like props uh, to him. i yeah well at, at a certain at one point i walked in with a lot of uh, notes yeah which I was overprepared. <laughs> so the next time I walked in and we just went into the booth and I just yelled stuff at him, which works so much better because then he could be like, I'm this guy. Woo. And like yeah, yeah. everything you throw at him, like he was like catching and, and doing something with. That's so so that was fun. Yeah. So it was easier to write that way. <laughs> so we're talking about Superman and in the story, they flash back to his home life and his early upbringing and whatnot. Can we talk about your upbringing a little bit? Oh, like, oh yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm half uh, a Palestinian, half Irish. Oh, wow. And my dad was Muslim. I'm half Irish, too. Oh, you are? Yeah, okay, yeah. Mexican well, Irish. right on. Oh, see, we're kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I was like in a small town in Modesto, which was like a sort of meth town. <laughs> but in the 80s, it was like, you know, rich people lived there and it was it was kicking. Okay. So when I grew up, it was a pretty cool town. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Timothy Oliphant and the vampire dude from Buffy, James Marsters. Oh, those they, they both guys. went to my, like, or they were from my town. Interesting. Yeah. So I probably saw them around, but like at Baskin Robbins or something. Sure, sure. <laughs> but no, that my upbringing was like middle class, upper middle class, maybe lower middle class. I don't know, in the middle. Okay, okay. And <laughs> I'm trying to figure middle, out which middle. side I belonged on because <laughs> I didn't have a swimming pool, but I also didn't have, like I, I had like a Nintendo and all the cool stuff. So I had a pretty good upbringing and my family was, like a lot of my friends had fucked up parents. Sure, sure. Alcoholic parents. Mm-hmm. My parents, my dad was Muslim. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, a nerd so <laughs> it's a good pairing yeah and i and I, they raised me fine cool cool you know I, I turned out balanced a lot of my friends are imbalanced mm. and i realized like i'm very lucky yeah yeah do you think <laughs> that that's why you gravitated towards superman because it was less of a dramatic i don't character? know i i mean it's it's a it's a it's a simple accident of of the uh power of you know advertising to a young kid showing him superman in a movie sure, sure. and it working you mentioned kind of like or online you mentioned before that you like were bullied as a kid a little bit oh yeah yeah oh as a kid i was beat up a lot because i was small 
Sure. So yeah, an, so I was a vulnerable guy is very enticing to a child. Oh like, no yeah. No one can beat him up. That's really exciting. Well, I liked it because um, you know what I liked What's is that? that he was tough, but then inside he wasn't. There you go. That's yeah, perfect. That, that was sort of that was sort of like interesting to me because I was like, well, he needs a weakness, and yeah. they made him they made him sort of like a, a buffoon a little bit. The Clark Kent persona. Yeah, he's he's kind of a bumbler. Sure, and sure. I think, and it's funny because he's bumbling at like human things, like like having a job and trying to like like Lois, oh look out here, oh, oh. like you know yeah. what I mean? It's like he can't do normal things. It's easy to punch a meteor, and it's yeah. hard to talk to a girl. That's what I love. Yeah, yeah, and that's see, that's what a lot of people like. And I hated growing up. Well, also when I was fifteen or sixteen, I had these cool friends. They're like, oh, Superman's just too tough. Fuck that. But I'm like, no, you guys. There's a lot of. Intri- intricacies you don't see. Yeah, and so is Batman, so is John McClane, so is the yeah. Terminator. Like, other things that you guys like, like they're yeah. also unkillable protagonists. Yeah, exactly. For some reason, Superman's the one where everyone's yeah, like, oh, they he's make too fun tough. of, And it's, it's only because of, I mean, it, there's a certain thing about Superman that people that are too cool don't get. Sure, sure. You know, they, yeah. they just pass pass by him. Yeah, I think that's my like, appeal. It's embarrassing almost. Like his his earnestness is confrontational. Right, right, right. right. Well, that's what I love about Jerry Seinfeld just owning it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just like, I love Superman. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's and nice. um and uh, and I and I think that's cool and like I I don't know, man. I I feel like he's got so much more depth mm-hmm. than so many characters. Does the patriotism thing speak to you at all? Like were your parents like pretty patriotic uh, how, how was that like? I mean, yeah, we were just an American family. Yeah, we yeah. didn't really we weren't patriotic, but and they were born in the States, too? No, uh, my mom was born in Minnesota. My dad was born in the Middle East. Cool, cool. But I, I don't think... They met in San Francisco. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, actually, they met because my my dad was going to move here and he was going to marry a lesbian. But my mom decided to marry him for real. I think it's a better move to not marry a lesbian. Yeah, well, Nothing who knows where that would have gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I would have been a different person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been born. But um, Just be an idea. I'd be an idea like an Alan like, Moore like Superman was. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, an Alan Moore idea, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, did you did you hear how Alan Moore wrote this? Let's tell the audience. Well, I mean, it's in the beginning of this uh, trade. Yeah. But so he, um, he basically DC approached, uh, is, it Jerry, is it Jerry Siegel? Yeah. They approached him to write the last Superman story. Mm-hmm. And he was 100% down, but then he got busy. Mm-hmm. And then the DC editor was talking to Alan Moore about- Julius Schwartz, right? Yeah, was talking to Alan Moore about this. Mm-hmm. And Alan Moore's like, why didn't you ask me? <laughs> He's like, I've got the perfect story. And so that's how it happened. And then he just like seized on it. I really like that. He, it feels like he's trying to be clever and dissect Superman. Yeah. And then yeah. He, he's not able to. Like Superman's yeah. even invulnerable to Alan Moore. Right. It's really fun. Well, and like Ro- Robin isn't like it makes Alan Moore a softer writer. Like he's writing Robin kind of for the first time. Oh, yeah. And, and it's Jason Todd, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's, there's like Batman saying chum again. There's this <laughs> thing where like Robin sees Wonder Woman for the first time and they're walking in the Arctic Circle and he's like, man, isn't she cold? And he's looking at her legs and Batman's like think pure thoughts chum yeah i know i love that he's flashing back to like the old iconic like kind of 60s versions there's like a playful thing that he's doing and And that it's funny because he knows the story's not about them sure sure so he can just play around and make them silly yeah yeah, but robin saves the day at the end which i like i like i like that too well i also like that it's jason todd yeah yeah because i don't think that's i think that's the robin nobody likes right Uh, yeah are you a fan of jason todd uh I, he's the he's the the Robin of my like bring upbringing. Yeah, yeah, the eighties. That so that's the the one I know. Yeah, I just know cool he's character. the one that gets like mutilated right by the Joker. Yeah, he comes back later. He gets better. All yeah, right, gets better. No, but he is the one. Yeah, right? he gets mur- a crowbar death. By yeah. The, oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. That's why he's my favorite. I think because of the way he died. He was funny because he was caught by Batman stealing a hubcap. 
of the Batmobile. What really? And, yeah, he was like, oh, this this kid's like a juvenile delinquent. He's just gonna go to prison. He's bound for for like that's Arkham how Asylum. he found him. Yeah, and he's like, kid, do you want to like? I know you like to do like shady stuff. Do you want to go just punch criminals? <laughs> well, it, 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 I hate to say it, but it's fitting that he dies by a crowbar. Yeah, it's this kid. Like, he <laughs> should like, have been Robin. He kind of it's like didn't perfect like circle of his life, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, really it, tragic. It, yeah, it's tragic, and it's like it's like the streets killed him. Yeah, and is Batman <laughs> trying to throw money at a problem where he's like, listen, just come be Robin and live right, in the mansion, right. but he doesn't like get him as like high. I know he doesn't like yeah, get yeah. On meds or anything was he because I don't know too much about Jason Todd was he super violent like crazy that, w- that was his arc was that uh, he was a shady kid then he became Robin and then he got too into the violence and less oh, into saving people that's kind of awesome and then Batman's like I don't know how this is gonna end and they wrote themselves into a corner so and then Batman Joker just, just like steps aside like whoa <laughs> I fucked up I'm never doing that again there's there's <laughs> an implication too of like well did he just let Joker kill him then <laughs> like was it oh, too oh that's hard? hilarious it's probably like he's like well on the other hand yeah. uh, my problem solved yeah, yeah. So now, <laughs> later on, Jason Todd is reborn. He's now called the Red Hood. Oh, that's right. And he carries his, like, guns, and he's all, like, the he's Batman's broken child who doesn't talk about. Yeah, because I, I mean, I watched Gotham for a little bit, but I remember when they showed up, and then mm. I was kind of like... Oh, the that, Red Hood gang. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I mean, because I like, I do like Batman, and I love his, his sort of world, mm. but there's so many, like, things that are new that are really stupid. Oh, with the Batman character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you follow Superman currently? I don't, and I wish I did. He's got a son now. It's cool. Oh, cool. It's cool. Him and Lois. I can't remember where I dropped off. I was reading some... The last thing I read was the Jeff Lemire Superboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which was pretty good. Those were fun. Back, yeah. in, back in Smallville and stuff. Right. Yeah, Crypto the Dog. And yes, I missed yes. that. Yeah, that, that Superboy isn't around anymore. They rebooted and he was never born. Connor was never oh, around. Oh, man. That was a good book. Well, you and I should re- We should pitch it. Let's oh, do why, it. why not? I mean, it. I honestly could see another Smallville, but done like with taste, like that was. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. Very yeah. like classic. And yeah, classic Americana. like Americana. Right, right. Because mm. like Smallville's too much like, oh, here's this good looking character guy. And, have you tried to write for franchise stuff? Is that interesting to you? Oh, yeah. So you, you write on stuff like you make Channel 101 uh, pilots and you've worked well, on Rick and Morty. And... It's fun that, funny that you say that. I'm on the verge, I could tell you off mic, but I'm on the verge of a job very close. That's that's something. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so that's exciting. Cool. Because like, that is my dream. Well, it's also like the thing I might work on is like something I've hoped for. You know, that is very like exciting. As a, as a child. Congratulations. I, thank you. Well, it's it's very crazy because I never thought that would happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I always kind of thought like, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, it seems like Mount Olympus. It's like writing the stories of Jesus or something. I'll tell you this right now. Yeah. If I wrote for DuckTales, I could die happy. <laughs> is that, that your goal? Fuck yeah. Let's I love DuckTales. Let's talk about the Danny Pudi connection. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, like, like that could have been me on DuckTales. Like, it, 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 it not makes me mad, but it makes me like, oh man, so, so close. So I think some fans know, but people that know Community, the TV show, yeah. you are the inspiration for the Abed character right, right, in that right, show. Right, you actually right. tried out to be Abed. Yeah, right? I almost, I almost got it. I was. And Danny campaigned for you, I hear. Oh yeah, he did. I was, he got me acting classes and I was also, um, there was me and like Kumail and Danny Kumail tried up for we were Abed? both we were both up at the end <laughs> oh wow we were, it was like maybe five of us funny yeah and one of them was Kumail and and we were friends so I really wanted him to get it sure sure I was like dude it shouldn't be you if it's not me and, and he would have been that would have been interesting yeah 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 well I didn't know Danny um, when I saw him I was like I, I did think he looked like he had like this alien head it's very, <laughs> very, very like I mean he's a nice guy I don't want to sound mean I hope he listens yeah he had this head that was long so I was like, it might be that long-headed guy. Here's he the looks- fun outsider perspective, even physically, you're saying. Like, his silhouette even is, like, not what you think about TV characters right. being like. So, yeah, he works great for that character. I love oh, the character of Oh, no, no. He, um, 
he is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And he made that role like what it is, which is like great. Because mm-hmm. Dan originally, he was more like spastic like me. Mm, sure. On paper, the, on the pilot. Like, remember the pilot, it did feel like he had your cadence a little bit. Like, did Danny yeah. meet with you and talk to you? Uh, no. Oh, really? No, not at all. And um, everything, it was so difficult because it was like Dan goes, you have to play yourself and you have to be like your crazy self. But I was like, I don't think I'm crazy. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, and then it's, it's a caricature of yourself. Right, right. right. Yeah. And so that sort of trying to match his perception and that sort of, it, that's the tricky part. And mm-hmm. that's where it kind of didn't like... It felt surreal and also like I blew it. <laughs> I like community. I feel like the Jeff character and the Abbott character is sort of like Superman and Jimmy Olsen. Well, the, the Jeff right? character is Jeff Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like was the, too handsome, they said. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but I like the, the Jeff character is sort of this like lovable sociopath. Or he doesn't, like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. understand how things work and then Abbott explains it to him No, it's, from just his perception of that, reality. That's see, what Jimmy Olsen is to me. Well, that's kind of... Uh, that's weird because that sort of happened organically. Yeah. 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 It's just, just that, that pairing. Yeah. Well, well, here's what happened. Um, he wanted Jeff and Ovid to be more like Troy and Ovid. Oh, okay. That was the original plan. Oh, okay. They were supposed to kind of turn out like that. But then the chemistry between, uh, Donald Glover and Danny Pudi was like, people are like, oh my God, these two are. They're I think great. when they rap together, everyone's like, okay, they're best friends. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. One you can't, pairing. it's like a modern, uh, like you know, Abbott and Costello, or uh, not Abbott and Costello, because one's me and the other one's not. Uh, I was, I would say, like Data and like uh, Jordy. Oh sure, sure. You know where it's yeah. like they're sort of like you don't see them, you don't imagine they would be together. Yeah, yeah. But then at the end of the day, those fits. two are hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, it kind of fits. That's funny. yeah. But you're right, it is kind of the Jimmy Olsen Superman thing. If you, I know you're trying to bring it back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like totally like that. It's almost like you need like the guy that's like. He's doing the job, but then the, you know, there's the little guy that's like paying attention to everything. Yeah, sort of explain. He's like keeping him grounded and explaining humanity. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I was thinking that the other day. I was thinking like, like let's say I became famous. Mm-hmm. I I would, not that I'm expecting it, but I would be like, man, I need someone to keep me in check. <laughs> you, Seriously, you know that about yourself already. You need yeah, no, to check I, you. I just need someone to kind of like pull me aside and go, ooh, ha, ah, ooh, don't say that that's or funny. don't think that way. Like, what's wrong with you? And I have to be like, you're right. What the fuck? Like, I can't just say that. Well, it seems like an alter ego. You need like a humble Clark Kent persona. Yeah. That yeah. You can tap because, into. Like, what would Clark do? Right. Well, it's also like you kind of need a spiritual advisor. I think everyone needs that. Mm-hmm. You need someone like a Mr. Miyagi that's like pointing out all the things you should really pay attention to. Yeah. I always say Miyagi. I don't know why. That's why superheroes are funny to me because I think that it's an individual can split the personality up into different archetypes yeah. and do it for themselves. Right. Like, right. Moon Knight's really fun to me. Oh, I love Moon Knight. He has many personalities. Superman, I love the idea that Superman is his highest self and yeah. Clark Kent is him just sort of who he is at baseline. Yeah. And like whenever he like forgets to call his mom, he's yeah. Clark Kent. But whenever he like remembers to bring home milk from the grocery store, he's like, that was a Superman move. That was like right, my best right. self. I think that's really, that's well, really you, funny. You just made me realize something. You know why Clark Kent and Superman are like, that's the best secret identity in my opinion? Why is that? Well, okay. Because let's take Batman. Mm-hmm. Now, Batman and Bruce Wayne, kind of the same. Mm-hmm. They're both successful. Yeah, yeah. And they both do kind of the best and excel at everything. Mm-hmm. But then in Superman and Clark Kent, you have one guy's like the top. Yeah, the other yeah. guy is sort of trying to get there but stumbling. Yeah. So v- way more interesting. That's why I like that he chose writing as a profession because it's the one thing you can't cheat at. Yeah. Like no matter how fast or strong he is, Lois is still a better writer than he is. Oh, that. <laughs> and that's why it's that interesting. That concept that, that he kind of like 
it's almost like he's jealous of her is amazing. He's like mid range as a writer. That's really yeah. funny. Yeah, and it makes him like you see why he loves her. Yeah, yeah. Because he really wants to be her. And she's an, an aspirational character. For yeah, him. no, that's wonderful. I mean, that's the other thing about Superman is I mean, that's probably one of the strongest female characters in comics. Yeah, yeah. Because she actually outdoes Superman. Mm. You know, and and in a way. It's so it's so groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It looks Even kind back of like then. Mary, Mary Tyler Moore is similar. It's like sure. I mean, I, actually, Mary Tyler Moore comes from Lois Lane. I have to say, sure, sure, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. Isn't that true? I hope that she read the comic and stuff. I'm sure it's I, sim- I, it, kind of if archetype. it's not, if it's not uh, on purpose, it's it's accidental. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Because I love that show, mm-hmm. but I also whenever I, I I got into it, I kept thinking it's like Lois Lane the show. I used to live in Tucson, <laughs> and uh, Noelle Neal, who was the first black and white Lois Lane TV actress, she oh, lived in Tucson too. Really? And she said that she used to get death threats. Really? Because like her being an unmarried woman traveling with Clark Kent to cover stories was scandalous, or, oh. or the way that she talked back to men was really scandalous. And, That's like, crazy. And that Lois Lane, people think that she's like a damsel in distress character, but she's always she's just willing to die. Oh no. But, as she's, journalists, she's often awesome. Are. I mean, yeah. she's actually cooler than Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, and in this story, they have Wonder Woman and Clark kiss. Yeah, because it's his birthday, and she kisses him on the mouth, and it's just like her Amazonian thing. Yeah, and, uh, it's really funny because in the, in the next panel, Clark's like, "Why don't we do that more?" And then she goes, "Because uh, it's predictable." Oh, I love that. Which scene. is like a commentary. On I'm comic glad books. you brought that up. Yeah. I was totally. I read that this morning, and <laughs> was like, that was probably my favorite moment. The little kiss. Yeah, because. It it answers everyone's question because mm-hmm. everyone, every idiot comic book geek kid's like, why do you go up with Wonder Woman? It's I like, would. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like they're too perfect. Yeah, it's obvious. Like imagine like they're, they're, they wouldn't be surprised by anything. Yeah, and it would yeah. be like, I mean, it's almost like there's no like back and forth. There's no game. There's no like I beat you. No, you didn't. Like it's, it's yeah. no argument. Like it's just too much. They're too perfect of people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's such a great scene. That's such a cool like con- like thing that he did. Yeah, yeah. And I think he did it sort of like, oh, let me take my uh, thing off. I'm getting hot. Sorry. Sure. So on that note, let's take a break so Abe can strip down. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it's getting hot in these lights. <laughs> I just heard so many secret tidbits from Abed over the break that I can't talk about that are amazing. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. No, because I, I, yeah, I told him what I possibly will be working on. Yeah. Very, very I mean, cool. I keep saying possibly it is, it's going to happen, but it's like almost like. I've already feel like I fucked up somehow. You're <laughs> <laughs> such a creative guy, and it's really inspirational. I think your your journey into comics and, and into cartoons. And, oh and like, well, I'm lucky. You sort of, but you're not though, because you you work so hard and you make so many things that it's it's cool oh, to see thanks. you like tr- like breaking in just through sheer force of will. It's amazing. Can well, you talk it's, about your your arc about how you how you came up? Yeah. Oh, about how I came. Well, uh, I moved here with uh, Justin my, Justin Royland and my other friend Savon Dejarian, mm-hmm. and we went to college together, like a junior college in Modesto, mm-hmm. and we met and then we all just kind of like started making dumb shit together and mm-hmm. making each other laugh and then like not for any companies just no. like making videos like like we did, did it for college pre channel 101 yeah. Right? yeah we did we did a, our own sketch comedy called street side street side yeah and we would interview people at parties drunk people <laughs> and it would justin would have a suit and tie and he would be at a party interviewing a drunk person <laughs> that's he, amazing he's really mad that there's this footage out oh really yeah because right. it, there's a Let's lot of share footage it then. well i i had to digitize it at one time <laughs> and it's really funny because there's all these idiots just grabbing the mic from him and him just going like get no you're not on the show get out of here how old and are you guys we were like 20 that's 21. amazing so we were just starting to drink so we were having a good time sure yeah and and, and weedables so we were doing a lot of that stuff and hanging out and goofing off and we all so justin moved to la and he got a job as a pa mm-hmm. and me and savan were still in modesto and he kept saying like you guys gotta move here you gotta move here mm-hmm. 
He's like, I need my team. Yeah, yeah. And so we were just like, man. It's Justice we, League. We were like, I'm not moving to L.A. When you're in Modesto, you think L.A. is so, like, bullshit. So we were just like, no, dude, we're happy here. We're going to keep going to college and learning how to do film. We wanted to do film. Hmm. So then when uh, Aqua Teen came out, mm-hmm. me and, me and uh, Savan were so inspired. Yeah. We were like, we could do this shit. Sure, sure. You know, and we got really excited it's by It's like hearing it. a punk song, right? You're like, oh, yeah. it's three chords. And like, C-Lab. Yeah. yeah, and we were just sort of like, oh, man, like, that's kind of our humor, mm-hmm. you know? And and so then we ended up moving to L.A. and getting jobs. Like, I was a PA on Sharon Osbourne's talk show oh, wow. with Savant. I had no idea. And at the time, we were making stuff for Channel 101 on the side as our side thing. So we would work and then at night go to Justin's apartment and make cartoons. And we would make animation together and... That's where, where me and Savan were like really inspired by Aqua Teen. We were going for that style. And Justin never watched those cartoons because he always got jealous. <laughs> he would be like, they're already doing cool shit. I have I that don't... with comics. I can't read Superman. Oh, really? I, I, read, I read like back issue stuff from when uh-huh. I was a kid and like things that like from the 80s and 90s and whatnot. Oh, I get but, like, that. The current, I'm I like, get oh that. my God, I want this job so Oh, bad. oh, oh. It's why it's hard for me to watch my friends' shows. Yeah? Yeah. Because like if I'm not working on it, I like go, uh, I kind of go, why am I not working on it? Well, you have to it? watch a dude play you too, which is way more intense. Oh, that, than, like, that was, yeah. I couldn't watch that show for like two years <laughs> it was a little weird because it was kind of like like soul crushing because mm. I, I was working in reality tv so i had to go back to work so it's you so know? funny you mentioned that you think that you're lucky and you're like i worked as a pa i worked in reality tv <laughs> well, I, I made these shows at I night I, worked, every... I, I slept four hours a day you're like i'm so lucky no, no. dude you're like a ninja like well you're trained for it's this. because like if you want to know the truth yeah. um Justin lied to us. Okay. He didn't lie to us. Oh, he juicy. coaxed us. He coaxed us out here, but he was like struggling just like we were. Sure. So he, he didn't tell us like because he was like, oh, I got a meeting with this guy, <laughs> and this uh, he met Bonnie McFarlane, this comedian. He yeah. was like, I met this comedian. She's gonna hook us up with Comedy Central. We're gonna fucking make shows. This was like 2003. Justin's and, so funny because I think that delusional confidence paid yeah. off. Oh yeah, it did. So, but so but, it's so funny because it, it, there's another universe where it didn't. It was no, like the darkest timeline, thing, Justin. Well, you got to understand when I met Justin in Modesto, mm-hmm. it was like there was nobody like him yeah. because he was just this fast talking, wheeling, dealing guy. It sure, sure. was like funny, yeah. but also crazy. Sure, like sure. we all talked about how crazy he was, but I was like, you know, he's crazy, but I, I see results. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were making skits. Very impressive. He was building like little puppets and like drawing like crazy drawings. And like, I just always saw that this guy was like onto something. Yeah. And honestly, when we first moved to LA, we were all just like working out of his dumb little apartment mm-hmm. and he was promising all this shit. <laughs> and at a certain Eventually point, <laughs> that's what's crazy because at a yeah. certain point, I mean, I was getting fed up with him. Mm-hmm. I still get fed up with him pretty much. Like if I hang out with him, he drives me crazy. But <laughs> it's almost like he was just always like a windbag. And then like, honestly, like it was like maybe 2005, 2006. And this dude was getting meetings with Fox mm-hmm. and making like pilots for like, you know, like Disney and stuff. And I was like, holy shit. That's kind of LA, right? If you hang around enough and just tell everyone that you're good at something, That's eventually they'll be like, I guess he's good at something. Well, no, uh, he, um, you know, here's the thing, man. His parents supported him from day one. And so he always had an audience. Sure. And they always said, you're the best. That's really nice. He's, yeah. And he's also really good. So it's that, that's that. Well, no, but perfect... my parents said the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you're wasting time. You, you like, get a job, be a lawyer. What do you? Do, why are you watching uh, TV? You know, you, all you do is watch Three's Company. Stop so every, it. Every Superman fan that I know had a, an upbringing that was kind of darker yeah. than, than every Batman fan I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Like, I feel like Superman fans, they're always these guys who like have sort of a... 
a difficult life who who fetishized the idea of not having that like having a ma and pa and all the powers in the world and a bright sunny metropolis and like uh, it, it's sort of the opposite that's of very, the reality you know that's so amazing you say that because i think the other night i was talking about how poor people really love superman Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he represents hope, mm-hmm. whereas rich people like Batman. Yeah, because they just want to. It's it's isn't that yeah. weird? Because Batman sort of keeps um, the outside at bay. Yeah, he, he defends the status quo from mentally ill poor people. Right, right, right. And and, and like and he's this this knight at the border, and Superman yeah. sort of leads us all into the future together. He's he's a leader. Yeah, Batman's yeah. a cop, and Superman's a firefighter. You right, know, like Superman right, wants right. to rescue everybody, and Batman wants to like punish the bad guys. And that's yeah, like a completely different viewpoint. <laughs> I think the whole the thing about it is we all um, fantasize about being these heroes, mm-hmm. and of course, who wants to be Batman? It's a lot of work. Sure, He's sure. a normal dude. Sure, sure. So he gets up in the morning and he's like, fuck, I was out so late. Yeah. I gotta go to this freaking meeting. Oh, you mentioned that your parents weren't that supportive when you were a kid. No, and, they weren't. And Clark's were. And I feel like yeah. a lot of people read Superman and they're like, the bulletproof thing is cool, but like having a dad, that must be amazing. No, I wish <laughs> you know? my dad like liked comic books and cartoons. Yeah, he, yeah. He hated, he was like a Clint Eastwood guy. He couldn't stand. So how stand. did you come out of that? Oh, no, because my mom was into Star Trek. You said she was a nerd. She was a nerd, so and my dad worked all the time. Sure, sure. So we would just hang out and watch, like, Dark Crystal and That's Secret cool. of Nim. And, like, I got into cool stuff because of my mom. You That's know? cool. But um, I don't think she... She didn't really read comics, though. But, I mean, that's the thing that, like, I was pushed more towards the nerdy stuff. Mm. So I think I that's why I embrace comics. What career did they want you to have? Uh, they... <laughs> when I was little, I wanted to be a basketball player. Oh, really? And they were like, that'll never happen. You're not six feet or you're not tall. Mm-hmm. And... I think my dad wanted me to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. My mom wanted me to be uh, happy. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. So she yeah. said, like, be whatever you want as long as you're happy. That's cool. Yeah. So and I she, hope that you are now. Yeah. I mean, my, I guess I should say my dad wasn't supportive. My mom was. Mm-hmm. But they both were supportive. They just wanted me to be fine. Sure, sure. Yeah. They just didn't care as long as I was happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they were like, I do remember my dad pulling my comic books away and saying what you're wasting your time (laughs) (laughs) if if only he knew yeah was there a parallel in your head between modesto and smallville and la and metropolis oh that's i i guess so i guess coming from a small town like that does have a lot where i i sympathize with uh superman a lot yeah Mm -hmm. and i feel like he really like yeah there's there's that too that's definitely true uh, I never thought of that. But Modesto was kind of small. Like, it was tiny. People who move to L.A. and have a lot of plans and are, like, they treat it like this grand adventure. Um, they're, they're always folks who came from a smaller town. Mm-hmm. You know, like the way that Clark and, and Smallville was like, if I ever get to Metropolis, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah. Those people who were born in L.A., really take it for granted. Oh, and yeah. It's like Bruce Wayne being born in Gotham where he's like, it's this seedy, shady, dark place of no hope. He didn't see the potential there. Oh, I, I was... See, I, I did get too cool when I was older. I was like, fuck L.A. But then um, when I think about it, what really drew me to this place is how much I love movies. Yeah. I, I'm a big, like, classic movie guy. That's I love cool. that everything happened here. I saw that your favorite director is Orson Welles. Of course. Very cool. That's Yes, and uh, that's like being here, it's like, a, well, I, I hung out at the house where he was killed. Oh, really? <laughs> no, sorry, where he died. He didn't get killed. Uh, he was killed by God. Yes, and yeah. he, I, I saw where his, the guy had the chalk outline. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> like crazy, right? It's yeah. It's been like decades. <laughs> no, I know, but he was so proud of the fact that Orson Welles died there. Like Just, That's why he bought the house. That's um, really funny. Touching up the chalk every morning. Yeah. It's like I, a chore. Yeah. I guess I could say who it is. It was the guy that directed Heather's. <laughs> oh, he is Orson yeah. Welles' house? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of um, cool. Yeah, and uh, I was like, that was crazy because, I mean, like, that's 
everything I love. Like I love this town and its history. Mm-hmm. F- fanatical about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I'm, I. So I realized when I moved here, I was like, I'm here for a reason. It's like I belong here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my kind of place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like you said, people that are from here are like, ah, big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so what if Jim Morrison lived over there? Do you like? Because you're a big fan of artists, like you, you, you and I are talking like trading names back and forth. People yeah. that we love and admire. Oh yeah, who, who yeah. we've never met, who've been dead for years and stuff. Right. Is the way that, the way that I engage humanity for sure is through uh, a layer of art. It's like I don't ask people to come hang out and drink coffee with me. I ask them to be in a podcast. Yeah. I don't ask people to like hang out and uh, watch TV. Well, let's let's make a comic. Let's make right. a movie. Right. It's, uh, is that how you engage reality as well and engage people? Uh. I mean, that's honestly, the, that's a better way to do it. <laughs> that's a way better way. I mean, I I, I, I never thought of it that way before, but it, it's so much better. Because you mentioned that all of your friends and you have sort of collaborated. Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting to me. Well, do you have friends that you just like hang out and stare at the wall with too? Or oh, yeah, all, yeah. Or is like, creative stuff? Oh, dude. Um, my my best friend is a voice actor, a very famous voice actor, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Bauza. Mm-hmm. And we're like... We are Bill and Ted buddies. That's cool. It's like we're just two lunkheads that will hang out and watch movies and go, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, throw popcorn at each other. We don't really do that. It's but nice to be off for a minute. Yeah, no, I, and and he, it's almost like, uh, he's my best friend, but sometimes like he'll call me and it's like, he calls me every day, mm-hmm. you know, and like, That's we, funny. we, and he'll just like, he's like, I'm outside your house and we'll go to Toys R Us. And mm-hmm. like, all we do is look at toys. That's awesome. That's <laughs> and awesome. it's like, you kind of need a buddy like that. That's like down to earth like you yeah. that wants to just get away from this town and again that's the Jimmy Olsen thing right? yeah. I like that he's just like yeah. he can turn off for a minute right. or in this issue it's they're spending like his birthday with him in the Fortress right. of Solitude well, like, yeah. I should also mention Callie's my other friend mm-hmm. she's like the girl version of that so it's like because like I, I mean I don't I, I, I have friends that are girls and guys I don't ever think of like oh that's a girl that's a guy like to me, she's like a guy friend. She's very much like very close to like we do a lot together. Like sure. we'll watch movies, we'll go hang out, we'll just get like. But you created that show together too. Yeah, well so that more collaboration. We did pitch to Nickelodeon with uh, Rich Falcher. Oh, interesting. <laughs> this was years ago, mm-hmm. but um, what happened was uh, we we basically uh, um, since then we've had this sort of uh, symbiotic friendship that's like weird like it's like we just feel like we we are the same person that's cool. and so and she's very talented and uh, Callie Fontecchio mm. and so then we uh, she has music and cartoons right yeah. she's she's an animator she's worked at Mickey Mouse and on the almost yeah. happened Popeye movie yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so anyway we that's a crazy story but we <laughs> we both like did a sketch comedy show together because we were like let's just combine forces that's awesome you know and Everything we tried to do didn't happen, so it was like... We also we made it like two one-on-one shows, but they didn't do well. But they're pilots that are online still, right? Yeah. What are, they, what are they called? Oh, gosh. The first one is Callie Kazoo's cartoon show, I think. I like it. <laughs> Princess Callie, something like that. Another one is uh, The Littlest Sketch Show, which is Justin is in. That's awesome. It's very disgusting. <laughs> I'm a little ashamed of that one, but um, it's fun. And Martin Olsen's in it, too. I don't know if you know him. Uh, I, just from his work, not personally. Oh yeah, yeah, very cool guy. Very so cool. cool. He's he's like a James Bond villain. That's your best friend. Oh, that's that's a great description. Yeah. So, what are you reading right now that like that you're not involved Wait. with? Like any, oh. any Superman stuff or any any DC comic Wait, stuff? Wait, comic stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's weird is like I'm like you sort of mm-hmm. like. I always read the stuff that I like. Yeah, that, that's come out before. Mm-hmm. That's more of what I gravitate towards, but. I, I do kind of like the new Archie. Sure. Because it's Mark Wade. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And 
Uh, there's a few image Another books. Superman author, Mark Wade. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Excellent Superman author. There's there's some image stuff that I read, but I, I haven't really... It's almost like something will come up and I'll grab it and read it and then I'll move on. Mm. I go to the library a lot. So cool. I'll get I'll just get collections, like you said, like mm. I'll read some old Jack Kirby shit. So folks at the library and they want to read this story that we're uh-huh. talking about today okay. for The Man okay. Who's Everything, how would you pitch it? Let's end on that. How would you pitch the story okay. in like a two or three sentence? All right. Um, so... You know, it's a very good introduction to Superman mm. because it, it's a great writer, Alan Moore, which many people are familiar with. Not a lot of people know that he wrote Superman. Mm. So it's a great way to, if you're not sure about Superman or unfamiliar with him, it's such a great first comic. I agree. Yeah. And and because it's the last story, mm-hmm. it's fitting because it's almost like an ending to everything. And uh, uh, well, oh, what was I going to say? There's one more thing about that issue. Batman's in it. Free Batman nerds. Batman's in Wonder it. Wonder Woman's in it. Wonder Robin's Woman's in, in it. it. And uh, uh, also, like, you'll see a side of Superman that it, it's it's so representative of everything he's come up to at this point. Yep. That's an excellent pitch. I love yeah, it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. All right. So this has been great, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, dude. It's been awesome. Where can folks find you online if they want to oh, follow uh, up or, or contest any of these assertions? Oh, well, you know, I I, uh, I did a podcast on on uh, Feral Audio, but it's not around anymore. And it's called Gone Riffin, and some of those are still online. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, and it's me and Rich Fulcher, and that's that's some that's something I'm very proud of, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do more soon. Oh, cool! So through the uh, Starburns. Yes. Cool, cool. I, I think so. And you're on Twitter and all that stuff. Yes, I was just about to say cool. I'm Abed G on Twitter. It's A B E D G. Excellent. That's Excellent. probably the best way. I, I, same thing on Instagram too, but Instagram it's kind of boring. <laughs> I, I do dumb shit like impressions. You're a writer, so Twitter's the best for you. Yeah, well, cool yeah. man. Well, thanks again for coming down. This has been excellent. I appreciate uh, having you on and yeah, man, this was soul. fun. Yeah, I, I had a great time, and uh, I'll come back if you want. Excellent. Yeah, next time we'll talk Astro City. You guys talk Good Samaritan. Or I want is I would say that Superman story that Cute Brusiak wrote. Oh, okay, excellent. Where we'll he's uh, where he's a kid, right? Well, to be continued, everybody. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Super Friends with Eric Esquivel.